Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Women in Pop podcast. My name is Jet Tattersall. It is great to be back with you all. We have some very exciting news to start off this podcast. On March 20, this year, Women in Pop is holding our very first live event, Women in Pop Presents. We will be bringing the heart and soul of Women in Pop magazine to the gorgeous surrounds of Gingers in Darlinghurst, Sydney. It will be a night of music, discussion and female pop power you do not want to miss. The highlight of the evening will be performances from three of the brightest new talents on the Australian music scene. Saya, Marshes and Sarah Wolf. Plus, I'll be breaking out of the podcast booth and conducting a little Q&A with all three performers, although thankfully not singing, you'll be pleased to hear. This is a night not to miss and tickets are on sale now. Go to womeninpop.com forward slash live to buy yours now. On today's show, we are stoked to introduce one of the spectacular artists who will be performing at Women in Pop Presents. Now, she started off her career in the music industry as a journalist and last year made a switch to the other side of the microphone with the release of her incredible debut single, Devil You Know. Today, she releases her brand new single, You Think It's a Game, and she is here to tell us all about it. It is, of course, the wonderful Sarah Wolf. Sarah, hello, and welcome to Women in Pop. Hello. That was such a nice intro. No one's ever introduced me like that. <laughs> I feel really fancy now. But you look really fancy to go with it. So Thank you very me. much. Well, luckily, no one can see us, so they don't know if you're telling the truth or not. But... <laughs> um, now, our first ever live event, Women in Pop Presents, on March 20, and you're going to be there. I will be there. Hopefully, I'm there. I'm performing, so... <laughs> We're going to hope that you're going to be well, there. Everyone's hoping. I mean, I hope everyone's hoping that I'll be there on the day. I'm so excited. Your face is on the poster, so, you know. It is. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's a given. Um, and this is to be your first ever live performance outside, obviously, the confines of your home car or karaoke bars. How are you feeling about that? Good. Well, it's my first performance as Sarah Wolf. Which, okay. Which is me. I, I went to uni and studied singing and did a lot of covers of many songs throughout my uni career but this will be my first like time performing my own songs which I'm very excited about we've had lots of rehearsals by lots I mean two so many ready to go (laughs) um we as me and my partner Xavier he's gonna be performing with me on the day um very excited that's so cool. And what can we expect from your set if you'll give us a little Mm, um we have a choreographed dance move not what many dance moves, not just one. Um, a few in a row, which makes a nice dance routine. It's, I mean, it's kind of inspired by the Nutbush, pretty unintentionally, just because we couldn't really think of any other dance moves. But um, so we'll have that. Uh, I'm hoping between now and then I'm gonna DIY some cool things. I'm gonna make some little like flower stuff to put on the microphone. I don't know. There's lots of images in my head, and I'm really hoping that I can pull it off between now and March 20. But um, expect. Probably a lot of ridiculous things. Can I just say, Sarah Wolf and Xavier Dunn doing the nut bush. I'm there already. Yeah. Like, I don't know why that wasn't on the poster. That should have been the headline <laughs> of the poster. And just a little, by the way, you can come, but this is happening. Oh, yeah. my God, I love it. Now, happy release day. You think this is a game. It's today. It's today. Big oh, day. What a title. <laughs> I'm loving this track, but also quite different from you. Yeah, it's... I... I'm going to say I like it a little more than the last one. I grew a lot between writing the first single, Devil You Know, and writing You Think This Is A Game. Devil You Know, we kind of wrote, Dave and I, when we had just got into our relationship and it was about starting a relationship. So it was all very personal and weird and strange and it was my first one. But now this one, I kind of had a few more months of like getting to know my own style under my belt. And we wrote this one with Mookie as well. Lovely Mookie. Um, And it's kind of... 
breakup song, which is very personal to write with your partner and a friend of yours. <laughs> um, but it is about a kind of my last relationship when it ended. I was very sad. Everyone's very sad when their relationship ends. And I was listening to a lot of very sad songs to like supplement the cycle of sadness for myself. And then I kind of was like, I've had enough because music like it impacts your brain so much. And so I decided to make a big, long playlist of like a bunch of breakup bangers. It was like Beyonce and Wafia and just like a bunch of bangers. And so when I was writing this one, I was like, I want to write a song about what I went through when I went through my breakup, but I wanted to be really happy. I wanted to be like, not like screw you because like he's fine he's whatever <laughs> but I wanted it to be like more for people who are coming out of it to be like I'll be fine I've come out stronger it's whatever you think this is a game I'm ready to play like here we go so that was that was kind of the process of that but that's what it comes out as like exactly I'm so glad you mentioned Beyonce in there as well because <laughs> if anyone writes like a danceable breakup song it's, it's Queen B. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? She makes you go, I'm dancing, but I should be sad. But no, I'm not. Fuck it. Yeah. I kind of wanted, whenever I write a song, I like to picture myself walking down the street to it. And if I would want to like boogie along as I was walking down the street and pretend I'm in a music video, like that's kind of what I want to write. So I was hoping that like, if you were listening to the song, walking down the road, like having a walk and you could be like, yeah, I'm powerful. You think this is a game? This is a music video, you know? So that was the idea for it. <laughs> well, just for a little box pop thing, I listened to it on the way here and I definitely danced to the traffic lights. So oh, that's Beautiful. It's yeah. doing the job. <laughs> it's doing the job. And just for all of those who haven't yet heard it, here's You Think This Is A Game. You got that 20 mile stare, the kind that makes you feel like you care, but you're dreaming billionaires looking through me like a Now, I want to talk to you about Devil You Know. Upon seeing this video last year, I don't want to get creepy on you, Sarah, but I knew that we would be best friends. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that we'd get on. Because you and your love, obviously, Xavier Dunn, recreating playful moments of some of the best romantic films ever. I mean, we've got a nod to Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. We've got a nod to Pretty Woman with the same dress, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you. It took me so long to find that dress online. (laughs) I mean, you've got 10 things I hate about you. And then my Mm. husband's personal favourite, The Notebook. Yes. Oh, we had so many in there. It was, I mean, mean, keep going. I just a question. (laughs) I I just absolutely love everything you did with that video. Um, It's an absolute dream video. I could talk about it all day as to why I would want to create that music video. But where did that come from for you? (laughs) Well, I mean, I kind of touched on before how that song was about Xavier and I meeting Emily. We wrote it, like, I think within three weeks of dating. So it was like a very much like get to know each other like this is a fresh relationship this is like the start of everything I wanted to make a very silly music video because I am not very serious but also not very sexy so I didn't want to be like ooh, yeah and you can't see the dance moves that I'm doing but imagine them in your head as not very sexy dance moves but I wanted to do something that was kind of like in each of those music each of those movies sorry it was like the first date or the first time they met, which is what I wanted to recreate. So, and I, we're very bad actors. And so I knew it was going to turn out terribly, kind of, but I wanted it to be like intentional, terrible. So if you watch it, 
you'll kind of notice that goes through. I think it starts with Sex in the City, which is my favorite TV show. Um, when her, when Carrie, Mr. Big meet, and she like drops her bag on the floor and all these like condoms fall out. And so I wanted to, to start quite silly so it kind of sets the tone for the music video of being like fun and playful and like you're starting a relationship, you're going on all these fun new dates. And that was kind of the inspiration for it. And I made it with Ash Lim, who's a beautiful videographer, and he shot the cover image for You Think This Is A Game as well. And I love that you just said it was unintentional, but it's so beautiful and you watch it and you do a face. And I was watching as well how many people have watched that video because I'm sure they've just gone, watch this. Oh, my God, watch this. <laughs> what movie is like, that? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God, watch this, which is what I did. So mm. it's absolutely beautiful. If you haven't seen it, please go and watch Debbie You Know. And for those who just want to listen to it again, let's play it now. Now, your background and love or curiosity of music is evident, both um, with going into music journalism and now as a performer. What has been the pull to music to make a career in it? Like, what were your, what were your inspirations and, and your artists that really inspired you to go, all right, this is my job, this is everything to me, how do I do this in your life? Yeah, um, well, I started, my mom is a painter and an artist, so she always very much loved the arts no matter what it was but no one in my family is very musical at all and if they're listening to this podcast they they will know they will attest to it that they're all terrible well not terrible they can't you know they, they don't do it they don't love it but my mom was always like I think this is something you might love and so she put me into pa piano lessons when I was in primary school and then I was like no piano is not cool mom I want to learn the guitar so I went and learned the guitar for when I was in year five and then a few years into that my guitar teacher was like you should probably do singing instead because <laughs> you're not that great. So I went into singing <laughs> and started singing. That was kind of when the love connected. I think I was in year seven. I was probably like 12 years old. And I had this like beautiful singing teacher and she kind of pushed me really hard into kind of studying music because she studied music. Obviously, she's a singing teacher. She studied it. And she was like, I think that this is what you should be doing because I had no idea what I really wanted to do. And she kind of sold me through my entire high school period. So when I finished school, I was like, I either wanted to go into graphic design because I love visuals just as much as I love music. Or it was between that and music. And I was like, I'm just going to see how I go in the HSE with my final school exams and what my options are. And I ended up having a few more options than I thought I would, which I surprised myself. I know I was very proud. Um, and so I kind of just still wanted to go with music because I was like, there's nothing else that I really want to do in life. Whether it's whether it was interviewing artists, which I was doing before this, or there was performing myself. I kind of, when I was in my old job interviewing artists, it kind of like re-sparked that love for making music in me because I was like, I'm seeing all these incredible people doing what they love the most. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to start doing that. Um, so I started. <laughs> I love that. And also it was so modest. I had a couple of more options presented to me. <laughs> no, it was really, it was like two options. It was like, you do art or you do music. <laughs> Still, that's a very casual way of saying, by the way, killed it. I'm a genius, <laughs> if you're not sure. <laughs> by the way, I'm very clever. Um, can I ask you, though, do you think that your background as a music journalist, you just said that you were around it all the time and you were seeing these artists 
I'm sure there were elements of both inspiration and it, and, it, and it let you open up creatively, but there also possibly were blockers in there as well because you were surrounded with it and you were talking to them about the problems that they faced. Mm. How did you find it? It was really daunting. I mean, it's still daunting and the more you learn about music and the industry behind it, it gets more and more daunting and scary just because there is so many people, but that's also so exciting that there's so many people, there's so many people that love doing it and love making it and... I mean, everyone has their own path and I've kind of just had to teach myself not to compare myself to what other people are doing because that can just tear you down. And I'm already a very anxious person. So I don't, I didn't need more like stress in my own brain of being like, that person's doing this. Why aren't I doing this? Like I kind of just every day or every week, I like to sit down and be like, these are the things that I've done this week that I'm really proud of. That's amazing. Good on me for doing that. Keep doing that. So yeah, it's very scary. And watching other people do it is amazing, but also scary because I'm like, ah, what if I don't do that? Or what if I do do that? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And of course, you've got these people that you admire and looking up to and you're speaking to them mm. one-on-one going, oh my God, if you were like that, what am I going to be? Yeah. That's what we do. We internalize. I'm doing it now. Um, as we were just discussing, you know, being the music journalist, you got to see so many facets of the artist and you got to see it from this side of the fence, the, the comfortable side of the fence. But of course, in the last couple of years, the discussion on sexism in the music industry was becoming, thankfully discussed and and quite around what have your experiences been or what 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 have your how have your opinions formed both this side and the performer side of defense yeah um as a music journalist one of the earliest things because I started doing it when I was like 18 19 so I like I was still forming and learning so much stuff um and one of the questions I used to stupidly ask female artists was like what's it like to be like a female DJ or what's it like to be a female in electronic music and I thought that I was doing them a favor by giving them a platform to speak about it. But I kind of learned along the way that they're not like a female DJ. They're not a female in electronic music. They're they're a musician doing what they love doing. And it sucks that I boxed them and that people put boxes around them. And I think that's terrible. And I'm, But I'm glad that I can look back and be like, I did that, but I learned that it was wrong. And then I moved on from doing that and kind of evolved the way that I talk about it. Um, so that's kind of like a small example of how I've kind of learnt things over the past few years. It's been a big evolution for me, just constantly learning. And I, I mean, I don't pretend to know everything at all, but I try my best to be as open-minded as possible when people are talking. I think that's like the best thing is having discussions with people and learning their perspective and their point of view. And I just, I don't get along that well with people who, you know, I don't think anyone gets along with people who are very close-minded and things. I think that it's especially for sexism in the music industry, you need to be able to have open discussions because that's how things change. Absolutely. And we've spoken to uh, multiple artists, interesting enough, uh, DJs as well as performers, particularly DJs or producers who have that same thing. And people would always in, you know, introduce them, oh, and a female DJ. Yeah. And then they've turned it back and we have a male producer. Yeah. And, the, and then people go, oh, but oh, OK. And it's, it's almost just like, you know, put that information back to them or put that typecast back. And it's a way of listening. So wonderful you. Now, of course, we here at Women and Pop, we are all trumpets and fanfares for ladies who inspire. I want to know who are your top five female artist tracks or what are your top five tracks by female artists? Because oh we're God. even going to create a Spotify playlist. <gasps> oh, <laughs> OK. I mean, I basically only listen to female artists just because I like to picture myself singing their songs <laughs> and like being on stage as them. So I have so, so many and I wish I was more prepared for this. But I'm going to go with just off the top of my head and I'm so sorry if I've forgotten something. I mean, this is a sorry to future me if I've forgotten something. But the first thing that comes into my head would be Believe by Sure. 
Um, she's one of my favorite artists. I took my mom to go see her. I think it was like last year and she was amazing and she's still killing it. Um, Believe by Sure. Um, I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Oh. Which, I mean, I first found that song by watching the Umbrella Academy. Um, I probably should have found it earlier, but a banger nonetheless. Oh, yeah. Um, Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Just, I mean, I first got introduced to that song by the, do you know the seal playing the saxophone? And the start of it's like, do, 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 do. I mean, the seal's not actually playing the saxophone, but it's like, it was, I think it was a vine and it went around and it's just like this amazing saxophone riff. And then I love Carly Rae Jepsen so much. I love like the evolution she's done since Call Me Maybe and she's just still making absolute pop bangers. But that song is so good. And if you haven't listened to it, you really need to listen to it. Um, what else have we got on my playlist? I'm going to say I'm Good by Wafia. Nice. Which was an important song to me when I went through my breakup. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm good. It's no worries. Like, even when I very much wasn't good, that was amazing. How many songs am I up to? Four. Four. Oh, God. Oh, God. You know what? I need to put a Taylor Swift song in there because she's been very important to me ever since I was a little baby. Um, I'd like to put False God in by Taylor Swift from her new album. It's really good. It's like kind of just like snuck in there. And it's, again, has a lot of saxophone on it. I, I love the saxophone. It's kind of this like sultry like sassy little song it's real cute and if you haven't listened to that by taylor swift you definitely should so sultry sass with saxophone and lastly before we finish up what is up next for sarah wolf oh god well i mean i just released a single today so that's that's that um we have a lot more music coming there's probably going to be an ep at the end of the year if i can get my act together um it's kind of it's a little bit of a direction shift not too much Probably just has a little bit more saxophone in it, um, <laughs> uh, and probably a lot more performing. Amazing! Well, we're going to be seeing that on March twenty. So, look, it has been wonderful chatting with you today, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming in to see us. We cannot wait to see you and your set at Women in Pop Presents on March 20. Listeners, tickets are on sale now at womeninpop.com forward slash live and are very limited. So get in now. You do not want to miss this. And don't forget, Sarah's new single, You Think This Is A Game, is out today across all platforms. So get in there and download and stream it as much as you can because it is absolutely brilliant. That's all for today. We will see you and Sarah on March 20 at Women in Pop Presents at Ginger's in Darlinghurst. Until then, from myself and Sarah Wolf. Goodbye.